Welcome to How to Read, Understand, and Make Use of the Scriptures. So we've been talking about principles of biblical interpretation. That when we read the scriptures, at the end of uh, the reading of a portion of uh, the text, we can say, this is the word of the Lord. But in an amazing way, we have come to understand that God reveals himself to us in human language. Uh, Words that have meaning, uh, sentences that are placed in order. So there's grammar and uh, syntax, there's paragraphs, there's a historical background. And so uh, when we go to the text, we're always asking the question, what does this text mean? Finding the one intended meaning of of uh, the portion of scripture. And a text cannot ever mean something that it never meant. And that includes uh, the use of words. And uh, today we'll find the use of grammar as well. So I don't know if you ever were encouraged to diagram sentences in, uh, in grammar school, whether you liked it, whether you despised it, but it does come uh, with a great gift. So I'm going to take Ephesians chapter 1 and Titus chapter 3 and uh, work through diagramming these sentences, uh, understanding that when God does speak to us, he doesn't... Um, you know, negate. Uh, he doesn't just say, well, grammar doesn't make, uh, you know, any sense or uh, it's not profitable. Uh, no, when God uh, reveals himself to us, he uses words in sentences and for us to understand how those words go together. So if you recall your diagramming days, and again, maybe you love it, maybe you, you hate it and you despise it, uh, but you have a subject uh, you have a verb and you have an object. Um, so someone, uh, well, there's an activity in a sentence. That's the verb, right? Someone's doing that. And then the one who receives it at the other end is the, is the object. Um, and then, you know, you have these little uh, angular lines off of uh, a verb or a, a noun. And those are called prepositional phrases. And then you can get even a little bit more um, clear that that's a prepositional phrase of means or manner, you know, an adverbial um, means or manner phrase. So let's look. Ephesians chapter 1 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing, prepositional phrase, how? In Christ. Uh, verse 4, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So you look at the main sentence, right? He chose us. He chose us. Who chose us? Well, God. He is the subject. Uh, what is his activity? Choosing. Um, who is the object of that? Us. Now, if you just were left at with that in the sentence, you're, you're going to probably wonder, well, did he choose me? I don't know. I mean, can I be certain about that? But the sentence doesn't uh, stop with he chose us. There is a prepositional phrase. How? Uh, how did God choose us? How did God bring us into the family? He chose us in him, in Christ Jesus. And all throughout Ephesians 1, you'll see these little prepositional phrase hanging off the verbs, right? So God, the Father, does his work uh, in Christ Jesus, also through the Holy Spirit. So uh, Paul will remind us that God's activity is always Trinitarian. So we're just not wondering, did he choose me? I don't know. Um, 
our attention is pointed to uh, the how in Christ Jesus. That's been revealed to us. That's where our eyes focus. So we continue Ephesians chapter 1. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. You see these prepositional phrases again. Uh, Again, big word, he predestined us. If it just stands there all by itself without the rest of the grammar, you're just wondering, am I I predestined? Um, And there's uncertainty about that. But God always works in a Trinitarian way, always pointing us to the revealed knowledge of Jesus Christ uh, crucified for us. And so he predestined us, how? Through, through Jesus Christ. Um, and so we never, uh, never think of our salvation um, in a singular way of the, in the persons of the Trinity, but always in a Trinitarian way. God the Father's activity, God the Son's uh, accomplishing this plan of salvation, and God the Holy Spirit taking the finished work of Jesus and applying it to us, offering it to us, creating faith in us to believe that what Christ did was for us. And then with that confidence of faith in Christ Jesus, we can look back and say, God has been at this even before we were born, before the foundation of the world. In him, again, Ephesians 1, you see that preposition. In him we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And it says, uh, speaking of the work of the Holy Spirit towards the end of Ephesians 1, you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. All right, so grammar is important because it gives us the entire understanding of the sentence. Not just he chose us, he predestined us. He chose us in him. He predestined us through Christ Jesus. And so our eyes are directed uh, always to the person and the work of Jesus. He accomplished it and the Holy Spirit offers it to us. Now, Titus 3, another sentence. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, verse 5, it says, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us, prepositional phrase, through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So diagram the sentence, right? He saved us. Good news. The action there is being done by God. We don't save ourselves. He saves us. But we're asking, how does he do it? How does he give to us the works of Christ? How does he How does He save us? Well, the text says he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal, through the gift of baptism. Baptism is the way that we are connected to the person and the work of Jesus in his death and in his resurrection, that this act of baptism is God's means by which he offers to us the forgiveness of sins, cleanses us, washes us from those sins, that baptism actually does something, that it's not my activity, but it's God's activity, and he saves us how? Through the washing of rebirth and renewal. 
So we look at the, the sentence, right? What are the what do the words mean? And then uh, what's the grammar behind it? What's the context, the paragraphs? And we look for that one intended meaning of the text, understanding that a text cannot mean what it never never meant, and how God uh, uses grammar. God uses words put together in sentences to direct our attention. Uh, our eyes always to the person and work of Jesus. So we take heart and remember that this triune God really wants us to know him. So much so that the word of the Lord comes in human words so we can hear him and understand him and know him and believe him, trust in him, uh, specifically that Jesus, uh, our brother, the Christ is for us, that he lives in us, that he works through us, that he is with us always, even to the very end of the age.